every morning, I thank my lucky stars that I have a spouse who takes the three minutes to set up the coffee the night before. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. One thing that my husband does really well is take my kids to movies I don't want to see. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. He is Mr. Mom, a podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. I'm not going to kill a bird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And this week, in honor of the fathers in our lives, we're going to talk about stuff that our spouses do way better than we do. I feel like I've been goofing on my husband on the Facebook page a lot. <laughs> Come to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash what for shellcast. And you can see that I kind of goof on my husband a lot. He's been doing some bad things lately, like snoring. He drank a lot of red wine the other night and there was so much snoring. And I'll tell you, you really do go from like, I'll love you forever to like, I'm going to put this pill over your face. Oh my gosh. We, we usually, well, at home, we have a king bed, which I recommend. There's, there's a small change that makes a big yeah. difference. And we went, but when you have a huge bed and then you go back to a perfectly reasonably sized queen bed, we just were in a queen bed together over the weekend. And, and at 4.30, I kicked him out. I'm like, you, you have not stopped moving. I waited until he got up because I could tell he was kicking like a rotisserie chicken, just continual oh. motion, but he was asleep. So he got up to go to the bathroom at 4.30. We started in a move. full when we were first married and we were like, who would need a bigger bed than this snuggle puss? And then <laughs> I'm, we're only up to a queen. We're still in a queen. And I'll tell you what, it's a lot. It's a lot. Well, so, so this is episode 57. It's sort of 56 to one. Let's make this one. Yeah. Exactly. You get we get fifty six to complain about them and one where we praise them They're, because you know that's a little it's a little present for them this week. Yeah. Um, I wanted to start though, Margaret, with a with a little user mail that we got from a, we need a listener. A jingle user mail yeah. user mail. Get on that. Um, but well, that was it. <laughs> Well, if you if you want a jingle, she says, uh, this is Sarah, and she started out by saying she and her sister are both oldie locks. Oldie locks alert. Back in my day. And uh, they they listen to every episode. So, hi, guys. And we actually asked in our episode about when mom leaves town. You sort of finished with a thought, which was, dude, is this really harder on only children for, for mom to go away on business trips and things? Is that harder for the kid and, of course, for the for the mom than when kids have siblings? So Sarah wrote, and she said, I have one son who just turned five. I totally agree it's harder. He plays well by himself but loves to talk. So anyone who would watch him would have to want to talk and talk and talk. Right. That's only a job for, like, grandma, basically. <laughs> yeah. Or you're paying the big bucks. So So you were right. So your instincts were correct, sounds like. Yeah, no, I, 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 we heard a lot on our Facebook page from uh, moms of onlys, and they agreed that it's just a little bit of a harder dynamic when there's only one. Yeah. All right. I have, I have a little bit of a list prepared of, oh, for of things. Oh, you do. Salutes. This is a salute to, to David's. Amy has a list prepared, and when we started recording, I was like, wait, what are we talking about today? So <laughs> that's a little bit, a little bit of an insight into our different approaches. We should do a stuff our co-host does better than. Than us, yes. and, and yours would be like Amy, Amy knows what episode, what episode we're recording, we're recording, and what, what we're talking about. <laughs> and and both our spouses are named David, which is just a little weird thing. Makes um, it user friendly, I think. They're both they're both terrific fellows. So I'm going to start yes. with a very simple thing that that my spouse does way better than I do, which is he he gets the coffee ready the night before. This is the gift that keeps on giving. Whichever one of us gets up first has to let the dog out. Well, actually, you do this. You go downstairs, you flip the coffee maker on. It's 
And then it starts brewing because he made it, he got it all ready the night before. Then you go let the dog out, come back, your coffee is ready. It, it, every morning I thank my lucky stars that I have a spouse who takes the three minutes to set up the coffee the night before. It's blessed. You know, I don't drink coffee. Oh, which is oh. A controversial. I was um, wondering why you topic. weren't saying, wow, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, I hear the way that people talk about coffee and they, they really are into coffee, but I'm not a coffee drinker. So. Although but I will you, say my husband, if I was, I would love to have a spouse who prepared it for me. My, I'm a tea drinker and my spouse likes to make me, I will say in general, my spouse makes me breakfast in the morning. I mean, my breakfast is very simple. It's like a piece of fruit and a piece of peanut butter toast and a tea. My husband, and this is like a bridge kind of far. My husband does mornings, basically. I am a <laughs> night person, as we have discussed. The mornings are not a good time for me. I think I've shared on the podcast that my in-laws, at some point fairly early into our marriage, every Christmas would be gifting me things. And they all said, like, I'm a bear in the mornings. Don't talk to me in the morning. Like, and they were just like themed gifts about how I didn't function well in the morning. And it made me realize that perhaps I was a little difficult in the morning times. Wow. So you're topping my, he, he sets up the coffee the night before with, he prepares uh, our three children for school and makes breakfast for me at the same time. Yeah. Wow. Sorry about that. He is Mr. Mom. He is Mr. Mom. So he works from home. We both work from home. And so he's not focused and he works for a company that's based on the West Coast. So his day doesn't really start until like nine or 10. And then sometimes he has to work after he puts the kids to bed, which is kind of a drag, but he's a morning person. He's awake by six. And so I try to help out and, you know, I get up and if I'm up, I'm helping find shoes and backpacks and stuff. But basically he does the morning routine, which I, which is great. Wow. Salute so to I both know. of you. That's really something Cheers. special. Cheers. All right. I got an, I got another one. Okay. Something else my, my spouse does better than I do. He has difficult conversations better than I do. Uh, what as does in- that mean? As in at all, as in he's willing to have a difficult conversation. <laughs> oh, well, this, you've got my guy topped on this one. <laughs> what does it mean? With who? Well, I mean, in, in all aspects of his life. I mean, he's he handles people. He manages people at, uh, for a living. And so he often has to have sort of human resources. He's not a human resources person, but he often has to have unpleasant this isn't going so well. Do you do you see what I'm saying? Sort of conversations with people that he's working with, and he's able to do that. And I and I will go to him when I need advice on how to have a prickly conversation with a friend, a teacher, a, a, a sibling, whatever. And he sort of have, has taught me over a quarter century of being together that that having the difficult conversation is at times essential because I have a much more Irish Catholic approach by birth, which is sort of, if we don't talk about it, maybe it won't be true. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't always work out so well. And so I'm always going to him for advice on like the, the, you know, the tricky email, the, how do I quit this thing that I don't know why I joined and I really don't want to be doing anymore, but they're making me feel guilty. He's constantly sort of being my sort of Burgess Meredith, like rubbing my shoulders and explaining to me that, yes, this is going to be hard, but you, ha- you have to go in and do it. Um, oldie locks alert. <laughs> You're going to have to explain who Burgess Meredith is. He just lost the crowd, Amy. Burgess <laughs> Meredith. Like, Not exactly what? a current reference. Back in the silent pictures, 
he he was uh, in the Rocky movies. He's the guy that's like, you, you gotta get back in there. You gotta do this. He's he's helping Rocky in between rounds, telling him um, how he's gonna he's gonna beat Creed or whatever his name was. As foreign as my husband making breakfast may seem to you, some your husband giving you interpersonal human advice is like that does not compute. <laughs> That is not one of my husband's strengths. I'm not saying that he's he's um, like a you know warm fuzzy uh, therapist guru. sort of guru. Yeah. Although I think he's he's interested in sort of reading that stuff. He's more of a Seth Godin. Do you read Seth Godin? Never heard of him. Seth Godin. He has a podcast too, I think. But he you can subscribe to his daily emails, and it's sort of like you know, are you a maker or a taker? Like today, I want you to think about this, and oh, it's it's geez. all sort of like. Living your best life stuff. It's kind of like... Oh, that sounds like my kryptonite. It's like horoscopes for high achievers. Oh. And, it's, and it's not a horoscope. Everybody gets the same. Leave but me he, off that list. But he, <laughs> but he uh, sort of lives by that, that you've got to sort of... He's, he can always see through to the center of an argument, the sort of essential nature of something. And mm. um, you need to stop wasting everybody's time and get to get to the cut to the point. And if that's uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable for, uh, you know, 60 seconds, but it's better than as Brene Brown says, right. A moment of, of, um, discomfort is much better than a year of resentment because you didn't know how to say no to the welcoming cake committee. And now you have to make eight cakes or something. Yeah. For example. It's a good, it's a good life philosophy. I recently was quoting a, someone put it up on Facebook, but it was a letter from E.E. Cummings, I think, turning down a position at a university. And it says, I am sorry, I am not able to do that for secret reasons. And it's become my mantra in life. I am not able to do that for secret reasons. I really, he, people can't argue with you. See, he would say, like, you just need to be forthcoming and say, because uh, I don't want to. Who was, was yes, that's Cummings another said that? good way to do it. <laughs> yes, I don't. I believe he also wrote a letter that said, I don't want to do that because I don't want to. But if people ask you why not, you can just reply for secret reasons. I'm not saying that he's, you know, insensitive to people's feelings. He he can he can be no, very... you're giving him props. This is a compliment. Yeah, he, he can be direct in a way that is disarming enough that it results in sort of grateful honesty from the person on the other side, not, I can't believe you just said that. It isn't, it's, it's disarming. And, and I still hate every difficult conversation I ever have to have, but I've had a few thanks to, thanks to my spouse. That's a good skill. That's a good marital skill. That's mm-hmm. something that your spouse does better. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My um, husband takes the kind of more turtle approach where he just, when there are difficult things to talk about, he just goes into his turtle shell. Yeah, if somebody's going to be mad at me because I quit something, I will keep doing it for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> That's not yeah. good. No. The grudge no. match way I is another approach. Uh, but there is something else that my spouse does better than me. What is it? We spent a weekend doing fixer-uppery projects around the house. My husband has that practical eye that you're talking about for the house. So, for example... I bought some curtains. I We've lived in our house now for four years and we did the classic thing where like we moved in, we unpacked the boxes 
And then there was just a list of like, okay, and then right away we're going to have to get curtains for the bedroom because they're just like completely bare, you know, like the blinds are half broken and it looks like an abandoned house, like the vertical blinds, I guess, you know, they, and you twist them and they turn and open and like, but they were broken, like some, they were sagging down halfway on the cords and you, you could kind of open and close them, but it was clearly like, haha, these will go first thing. Four years later, they're still there. Wow. So yesterday I said, we've got it. We've got it. I had bought some curtains finally for the windows and we hang the curtains from the curtain rods and they're like four inches too long. So they're pooling. The curtains are pooling on the floor when you hang them up and they look really dumb. And so I'm like, Ugh. and I can sew, but I'm not really good at it, but I can do it. I have a sewing machine that I know how to operate. Come on. Really? Yeah, isn't that a surprising fun fact? I once I did made my husband a, like a man's shirt, like a full Oxford shirt. Um, but I don't really enjoy it. I took it up as a hobby and I made a couple, like I made my sister a coat. Like I made some nice things and then I was like, I don't like doing this. And so I stopped. <laughs> For secret reasons, I stopped. But the curtains are pooling and I'm like, oh, we've already invested four years in getting these horrible blinds down. And I somehow know that for me to hem what are now, whatever, there's maybe nine curtains in the room now. I'm going to hem nine curtains. That's another four years minimal that that's going to take. And my David just walked in and he's like, if we raise the curtain rods by four inches, I could do that in five seconds. And so he just raised every curtain rod in the room by four inches. And now the curtains hang perfectly. And you're like, you're magical. I was like, you're magical. Like that would have been another four years of hell for me. And he's just saw the solution and he's very good. He's an engineer. And so not surprisingly, he's like, let's talk the problem through in an emotionally based way is maybe not his 100% strongest suit, but his like, I can look at a problem and find the simplest solution in the practical. Excellent. A plus. I, I definitely, you know, was in my life very like, you know, me, Jane, me not understand things with wires and just like, Oh, well, I guess I have to throw this out. And my husband was raised with more of a, well, let me, let me see if I can tinker with this. Like my, my father-in-law just fixed a broken dishwasher at his own house. And so so my husband is maybe not quite as good at it as his dad, but he understands that that's a possibility that you don't just throw up your hands and, you know, uh, call the garbage truck to come get it, that they're, they're, you can fix things. And so I do, uh, yeah. do kind of save those for him. I don't know what role gender and believing that you can do it plays in that, but I have none of that. And I'm constantly amazed. We ha- I have a little shelf that I want to put up in my office, just little stuff. And I'm like, no, that's never going to happen. Like the other day we, my in-laws had bought a desk for my son's birthday, an Ikea desk. So it's just like, you know, holes and instructions and how to put it together. And we're supposed to be talking positively about our husband. So I won't go into the whole story that perhaps it was his responsibility to do this. And he left it to the last minute. And then on my son's birthday, I found myself with the Ikea box and four hours until my son was getting home from school. And there might have been some cursing and some vowing revenge. Because the point is, he does that stuff way better than you. That's the thing. But I have to say, I got the box out and I put the whole thing together. And it That's involved amazing. like it involved power tools. And I was pretty proud of myself to do it. But I can follow instructions and do almost anything. Like that's how I am as a cook. Like you can give me a pretty complicated recipe and I can make a pretty amazing tasting meal. If you tell me every single step, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty good instruction follower. But my husband could just 
like last summer, he and my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law flew up from Texas and my brother-in-law was a Marine and, and is a, I don't know, a guy who knows how to do a lot of stuff, but neither one of them have any carpentry background. I mean, they're not builders. And the two of them built a gigantic treehouse in our backyard, like attached to a tree. They spent three days and they built like a building, like it's a structure. And it's was that, just- Was that I, fun? Were they, were, did they enjoy it? Oh, they that? loved it. And it was they totally by it. choice. Okay. Oh yeah. Like they drank beers and talked about guy stuff and worked on it and built something for three days. It was like my husband's best weekend ever. <laughs> he loved it. I think it's entirely gendered. You were saying uh, before, is this, is this a gendered thing? I think it's entirely gendered that uh, at least sounds like in my house and your house, we both grew up with, if something's broken, only a guy can fix it. If something needs to be cooked, only a, a, a woman could ever follow the instructions of a recipe in a cookbook and turn the oven on. I mean, that's definitely yeah. how, how I grew up. Um, and then it, but then things break through. Like my husband's brother is a very, very, although he doesn't, he cooks wonderfully. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can, you can, you can change that. So right. the, in, in our house. You mean it's gendered because it's people. That's just how, the, yeah. Or like if, if something goes wrong with the car, I'm like, David. Right. <laughs> can you well, fix you've that said thing? before, anything that happens outside right. is his and anything that happens inside is for you. That's right. That's right. Um, but he does, something else he does well is we will sort of save up these things, right? So yesterday he had the day off from work yesterday and he was tinkering with our sort of Bluetooth music system, which I find completely frustrating. Um, and he was trying to figure it out and he needed instructions and he got our, our daughter to look at it with him and said, okay, let's do this. And, oh, I, you know what I need? I need you to get the screwdriver. I'm going to open up the back of this. And anyway, he includes her when he is tinkering and repairing things. And that's, that's another thing he does well. He sort of includes, includes the kids in these tasks because that's what his dad did with him. And that's why he's not afraid of a broken dishwasher. And he includes my daughter, which I think is very good too. He's not assuming that, that only the boys should or could want to help with that. And of course, she's the youngest one, so she's still like, sounds awesome, Dad. I'll get the toolbox. And it's <laughs> right. special time. Like, no, thank you. Right, right. I'd rather be on my iPad. Right, he might not get the answer he's looking for from his sons at this point anyway. It's a good, it's a good thing that he does. Speaking of including kids, one thing that my husband does really well is take my kids to movies I don't want to see. Oh, yeah. That's an excellent, excellent yes. skill that he has. Yep. All the Avengers movies, the Star Wars movies, the Dinosaurs Eat People movies, the soon, I'm sure, Killers Chase Teenagers Around a Camp movies. Like, I, I, I really appreciate um, that skill. Yesterday, we had just kind of a long weekend, fun weekend, but like here, there, and everywhere. And yesterday afternoon... My husband took all three kids to the Star Wars movie, and I took a nap. Mm. It was great. Yeah, they, they are more willing to. Uh, my husband and my 10-year-old daughter are right now watching Once Upon a Time, okay. which was like on ABC. It's a show. It's like, what if all Fairy the princesses tales. were real? But it's, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it is lame. And he <laughs> watches the reviews it. are in from Wilson. Yeah. And it's, Lame. Oh, it's bad. Um, and it was from about about like 
seven or 10 years ago now, I think. And anyway, that's, that's their special thing. They watch once upon a time together. And I was sort of in the room last night while it was on and it's, it's just, it's just terrible. And, and he is fully bought in, um, to the, to the plot. That's like a whole bridge too far. I mean, my husband, I'm talking about, he takes them to the star Wars movies because he would be going by himself. Otherwise (laughs) he wants to go. Oh, he wants to like, my husband's life is so much improved by the fact that my kids debatably whether or not my six-year-old is old enough to see a lot of these movies because she comes home and she's like, the Star Wars movies are always scary. I'm like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be going to them. But anyway, you are. Though he would be going to all, he's thrilled. Like otherwise he would be going by himself. David is probably not watching Once Upon a Time of his own volition. No, he's like actually like taking, he's taking it into his own hands to do something nice. I'm saying my husband is like, score. I get to spend the afternoon at the Star Wars movie. Oh, there happen to be other people here? That's fine too. It's a shortcoming of mine as a uh, popular culture consumer that I can't help because I'm, because I'm a writer and a performer and everything. It's hard for me to just watch something and just get lost in it. I I, I watch something and like, this story makes no sense. This acting is terrible or that special effects. And like, wait a minute, there's no continuity. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching, I can see the seams. Um, Yeah, that's, that's crazy work and and my, I can't watch a bad show but he has no problem with watching a bad show doesn't really my mind. old roommate in Brooklyn was in law school and I, I finally had to pass a rule that I'm like there's no real law allowed during TV time <laughs> like I'm not interested that that's not exactly how a DA would object to that and that there is a writ of habeas something that actually precludes that evidence I'm like no thank you just watching LA right, law right just watching Law and Order. Yeah, no, I've I've learned over time that nobody wants to hear why something they're watching isn't good. But but that's uh, a, that's a good lesson. That's a good takeaway, Amy. I would I would hold that one close to the vest. But I just can't like I just can't watch bad television. And he he will watch. I mean, this is and I do mean this as a compliment uh, when it comes to my kids. My my husband will watch anything. I mean, sometimes I'll come in the room and I'm like, what are you watching? And he can't even say. He just put the TV on and then whatever was on is what he's going to. Oh, that's a total what he's gonna commit to now. in our mm-hmm. household. My husband, I'm like, I'm watching my shows. Please leave me alone. <laughs> but I at least you can hear. If asked, you can you can name the program you're watching. Oh, that's true. I don't. Just to I look definitely it up. Don't, I don't know husband, what this is. My father-in-law does that thing where like. He just watch anything as long as it's a glowing <laughs> something from the box. And he travels a lot, so he's like in hotel rooms. And he's like, he's from Texas. He's like, you know, you know, Meg, those Real Housewives. I'm like, Steve, you should not be watching the Real Housewives of Atlanta. But he's he just watches whatever happens to be on. And now those, if you, that's one of those things. I have watched a Real Housewives show or two. There are a few franchises I've I've dipped my toe in, and my husband will come in the room like, I can't believe you watch this. Cut to ten minutes later, him he's in on the couch, slack jawed, like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> she I'm just like, told her that she couldn't go. Private shame, and no one will participate in it. And <laughs> I, my husband walks in, he's like, Are you watching your show? I'm like. Leave me alone. This is my time. Don't love me. I'm not deserving of your love. No, I'm like, I don't want someone witnessing me watching this. So you have to be somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. But I have sucked him in, but not like Downton Abbey. He's like, oh, what is this? And then like he got totally sucked into that one. I've sucked him into a couple of good shows, but no, The Real Housewives are my secret shame. And with that, I think that's a good time to take a break. Yes. When we get back, I have more stuff. I have more good stuff. That your spouse does better. I better think of something. My God. All right. I got to keep up. We'll be right back. 
Beachbody On Demand is back as a sponsor this week. If you're like me, you discovered online fitness as a way to keep your sanity during these last couple of months. And with Beachbody On Demand, you get instant access to 1,300 different workouts you can stream anytime. I first learned about Beachbody, and you may have too, from P90X, which is an insanely effective workout, I will say. Fun and highly intense, but Beachbody also has yoga, bar, dance. There's a kids and family collection to get everybody moving. It's a huge, huge range of classes. And some of the classes get you results fast. By the time it would have taken you to drive to the gym, you did the 10-minute trainer, you're done. You can use Beachbody on your computer, tablet, phone, smart TV, anywhere you are. Listeners of the What Fresh Health podcast can try Beachbody for free. You can get a special free Beachbody trial membership when you text laughing to 30 30, 30. You will get free full access to the entire Beachbody On Demand platform. All the workouts, all the support, all the content, totally free by texting LAUGHING to 30, 30, 30. Check it out. Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. I am actually happy when I open my sock drawer and I see those Bombas peeking out. Amy, they spark joy. I'm glad to hear that. And you wouldn't think that socks could spark joy, but I know that you're right because I feel the same way. I mean, who would have thought it, Amy? Who would have thunk it? They're like a little bit of happiness in my morning when I have bombas to put on because they they just get all the little details right. The cotton is snugly in a way that I can't fully express. There's no toe seam. <laughs> and there's a part across the middle that's like knit a little differently so it sort of hugs the arch of your foot. It makes me happy and I don't care what people say. I love Bombas. I want you to work on expressing about the toe seam, Amy. That's an assignment for <laughs> okay. you. These socks do more than keep your feet cozy though, Amy. For every pair you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. We're talking 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of three thousand giving partners. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash laughing. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash laughing for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash laughing. Okay, so this episode, as you know, is about stuff that we think our spouses do way better than us. And I'm wondering if you have any predictions as to what I might say. I think you might say, pack the trunk of a car better than you. Here with me is my spouse, David. Say hello, honey. Hello. What do you think that I said is something that you do better than me? Um, I'm going to say anything that happens in the morning. That is definitely true. I did say that. I think you might say do little fix-it kind of projects. Um, I might see that territory. Anything that happens in the morning, what else? What do you think you do better than me? Uh, packing for traveling when we're going somewhere. I have said on the podcast before that you are my Mr. Bates from downtown Navi, that you're my valet. You help me with all my packing. Is there is there stuff that you would say should be on that list that I wouldn't say? I use leftovers better than uh, than you do. What else do you think you do better than me? Maybe make pancakes. But that's something that happens in the morning. We already said that. Oh, well, sometimes we eat them later. <laughs> okay, even if it's dinner time, David still makes bad. David makes the most amazing. If all else fails, we are going to open a pancake making business because you make the best pancakes <laughs> I've ever had in my life. All but right. what's our rule about pancakes? Uh, you're not allowed to have them. <laughs> when I eat pancakes, I go into like a weird carb and sugar rush, and then I start yelling at everyone a half an hour later. So David doesn't like me to eat pancakes. I'm more decisive. So I, I would say I make decisions fast. I don't know if I make better decisions, but I make decisions faster than you do. 
I feel like you make decisions in most of your life uh, faster, and then when you come home, you, you have decision fatigue. You know, like what's for dinner? It's like, oh, but that is the worst. That's the hardest thing to decide, and we've we've all agreed on that. Okay, one more thing. One more thing that you do better than me. Uh, I put IKEA furniture together better. Yeah, except for I, who just put together Harry's desk. Well, you put together most of the IKEA furniture because I put it off and forget to do it, and you end up left with it. But when I do do it, I can do it faster. <laughs> That's true, and that is pretty much exactly what I said. I don't know. You do you do most things pretty well. We just moved a treadmill together, so I can't even say you're better at heavy lifting because I did half of that. Well, I was carrying the heavy end. <laughs> All right, that's my husband on what he does better than me. Bye. So, Margaret, you've talked about how much your kids love the hands-on kind of stuff that they do at Boy Scouts. They do. They love building stuff. They love hammering. They love sawing. They love using knives. <laughs> Did I say they've been doing this since they were like six and seven years old? You have, but not everybody has Boy Scouts. We don't, we don't have Boy Scouts in New York City. Okay, there's definitely Boy Scouts in New York City, but this is why I love our new sponsor, Young Woodworkers. It's a subscription box that sends kids a woodworking project about every four to six weeks. Little to no supervision required, which for my eight-year-old was actually true, guys. It's like this cute, small hammer like they have their own tools the hammer is so cute yeah, yes it's really cute but it actually hammers giving them more responsibility this is why i love young woodworkers and if your kids are a little younger than eight to twelve they can do the projects with maybe a little supervision which is just yeah. how it worked for my nephews but even so it's not like you're sitting there doing it for them those are the things i kind of hate when they when they get a project and then you're just you're super gluing the legos together while they're sitting there watching you like it's not it wasn't something they were ever capable of doing young woodworkers is sort of designed designed for kids. It comes with actual clear, usable instructions. Usable instructions with pictures and it comes with everything you need except for like scissors or something that you definitely obviously have. And the little hammer, it comes with a little hammer. You are obsessed with that hammer. <laughs> what did you guys make? We made a marshmallow launcher. <laughs> so fun. Like a catapult for marshmallows? Yeah, a catapult for marshmallows. What could be more fun for young boys? We made a helicopter with a rotor that really spun. This is exactly up our alley, this product, guys. So we've partnered with Young Woodworkers to offer big savings on your first shipment. You'll pay only $9.99 plus postage and processing for the first kit, and that's half off. You have to go to youngwoodworkers.com forward slash fresh to subscribe and get our special deal, and then you don't even need a promo code. You just go to youngwoodworkers.com forward slash fresh for 50% off your first shipment from Young Woodworkers. Guys, this is perfect for summer. Go check them out. Support for the What Fresh Help podcast also comes from the Audible Romance Package, a subscription for romance lovers by romance lovers that lets you listen all you want to a huge selection of romance audiobooks. I love romance, Amy. Especially in book form. I don't really like it in my day-to-day -day life that much, <laughs> but I really like it in book form. And the Audible Romance Package has thousands of titles to choose from that you can listen to anytime, anywhere from your Audible app, whether you're running errands at the gym or just having some much-needed me time. I can just see myself lying next to my husband in bed listening to Audible Romance on my headphones and being like, don't touch me, I'm listening to Audible Romance. You can spend more time with authors you love by listening to romances that sweep you off your feet. You know what I love, Margaret? The steaminess score feature. <laughs> 
Have you tried it? It, it? I have not, but this is this might be a new feature. On it's the very it's very important for it, for listening not on headphones because it tells you how steamy a romance gets, and it goes from sweet to o o o m g. So you know what not to play around the kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that playing romance novels around the kids is a great idea. Just to start with, <laughs> I'm just going to lay that out there. This might be a headphone only activity for me. But if you do, go to the hue to the sweet side. Yeah, stay sweet. Stay sweet. You do not want that O-O-O-M-G one playing at school drop-off. You'll get some judgy stares. You're going to try the Audible Romance Package today by going to audible.com forward slash fresh romance and signing up for a free one-month trial. That's audible.com slash fresh romance for a free month of listening. Now I want to do a podcast, a spinoff podcast of this podcast called What Fresh romance, hell. <laughs> okay, we're back. All right. Amy has many more things to praise her husband. So many. Where do I begin? This is this is a very crucial skill. My uh, spouse deals with the sight of blood way, way better than I do. Huh. Way better. I um, am a fainter or an almost fainter or a, like, I can't, I, I can't, like my own blood, I can kind of deal with, but barely. Um, when one of our kids is like, <gasps> like you, you hear that special cry. I won't. I won't. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to recreate it. You guys no, know what no I'm talking about. Replicate. That special, special pitch that means, oh my gosh, there's a horrible injury. This ha- so this happened once. My husband wasn't with us. My kid, he was taking a tennis lesson, and I was there, you know, like playing a game on my phone, not watching. It had rained, and so there was some like co- there was some water in the corners of the court, and he was picking up the balls. You know, you hit a whole basket of balls, and then you have to go around and pick them all up. He slipped, and and I just hear the sound, you know, like, Mom, I think I broke my arm, he screams, and the, you know, and the instructor goes over and gets him, and some, they bring him to a chair, and he hasn't taken his hand off his arm yet, and the, you know, so they bring him over, they put him in the chair, and then the instructor kind of like backs away to, of course, give me the first look at. <laughs> Come on in, Mom. Yeah, and I was like, can anybody besides me please be the first one to look? So I did look, there was no, there was no blood, and there wasn't a compound fracture, so I was fine, but I really, really don't do well with inspecting my kids' injuries and will definitely cede that to uh, anyone, to literally anybody. If the tennis instructor would have looked at it first, I could just tell that it was sort of the expectation that I, as the mother, was going to swoop in, get the Florence first crack. And like, could somebody else look and tell me? And you were like, <laughs> can you see bone? Be. Um, <laughs> goodbye. Like, you know, we have had a few trips to the ER, a few stitches and things like that along the way. And I have sometimes had, sometimes my husband has had to meet us there so to speak, but uh, I am always very, very glad once he's there because he can take over looking and seeing how bad it is and does it need this, and I will always cede that to him. I don't have any problem with that, That, and I don't even know how my husband would deal with it because I, I don't think you he do has it. a problem with it either, but that does not bother me at all. But in a similar vein, mine is like anything to do with bugs or animals, I am the biggest wimp. Like if there's a bee, do you freak out and run away from the table? I don't table? care about a bee, but if there's an if there's like a mouse in the house, I would just burn my house down. Like I would not <laughs> be able to handle it. Like we had rats in our house in LA. I've discussed this already. Like our cat killed a rat in the house. And my only options are like David deals with the rat carcass or we burn down the house and pretend that we never lived there. The idea that I'm going to interact with a, rat, a dead rat is horrible. 
And I, I really, it's beyond my capabilities. And I, I am my two sisters-in-law in Texas are both really my one sister-in-law, Sarah, more so than anyone else. She's like a country mouse. Like at some point we were staying at different house than her. And she, I said, Oh, there's a deer that seems like sick or something. I can't tell if it's giving birth. And she's like, Oh, well, let me know. I can come over and shoot it for you. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't even know what to do with that, but I, they make fun of me because we, they go swimming in the river and I'm like, I just really don't want anything from nature ever to touch me. Like, I don't want (laughs) fish touching me. I definitely don't want a snake touching me. I don't want, can we just go to a pool where there's a filter and I don't have to worry about interacting with nature on a one-to-one basis. And, and your, and your spouse has no problem with the smushy lake bottom and He's fish touching him. Yeah, he's much better. He's still, believe me, he's still a city mouse. Like people are like, oh, your husband's from Texas. I'm like, kinda. Like he's not really a Texas boy. His brother will like pick up like a rat and be like, look, this armadillo looks rabid to me and pick it up by the tail. And it's like and hissing and foam is coming out of its mouth. And I'm just like, N- I mean, no, we have a cat. And I went out in the morning and there was a bird that was like half killed by our cats who's still yeah. alive. Oh, no, and no, no. And I was no. like, David, you got to do like, what would I do? I don't, I think I would have called if David was out of town, I think I would have called the police and been like, you have to come shoot this bird. Like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to kill a bird. That, that is when I totally lean into traditional gender roles. We oh, had a, we had a dead bird on our, I had to like sweep up a, a, a dead bird once just like into a dustpan and I, I couldn't no. do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's so, I mean this, we really are sounding so lame. <laughs> We're like, um, lady Margaret, like, or whatever, lady Mary from Downton, lady like Mary, Oh God forbid I touch a bird, but I really am like, it's sad. Like a dead rat in your house. I'm just like, no, I'm sorry. It's cyanide pills for the whole family. We're not <laughs> going to be able to continue living <laughs> because I cannot, even with a broom and a dustpan, like thank God that David's around because I wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah. My, my son has no problem with that. My, uh, my 13 year old has a small business on the side. Um, <laughs> Getting killing I'm, half dead animals. No, I'm serious. We have had, we have had we in this house that we rent in the summertime. There's there's uh, mice in the pool sometimes, like dead mice at the bottom of the pool. He has no problem diving down and getting them with like a plastic bag. Oh, no problem. So not a problem that he's known in the neighborhood for being the kid that for five bucks will get the the uh, field mouse out of your filter. No problem. Wow. He 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 has a little little side business. He needs it. He needs a truck with his name on the side. That's funny. He could make a mint doing <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, he mice, thinks it's dead weird. mice are us. Yeah, he thinks it's weird that other people think it's weird. He's like, this is a, nothing. Are you kidding me? $5? No problem. If it was up to me, I mean, we would live in a world full of animal carcasses and, and I don't know, horrible things. Because if it was up to me, nothing <laughs> would happen. Um, I have a, I have a uh, small but important thing that my spouse does better than me. He goes to bed at a reasonable hour. Much better than I do. So I was just discussing this with someone else, and I think it's a very interesting two kinds of people in the world topic. Do you and your spouse go to bed at the same time? Not that often, no. Like sometimes. My husband and I go to bed at the same time every single night, and we always have since the day we were married. That seems like a, a nice thing. Last night, my my uh, husband actually stayed up later than me, but it was because this important basketball game was on, was the semifinals, and so he was watching it with, with the two boys, and I just was like, well, 
I, I am, I am out of here. So, but usually one of us is still up with one of the kids. That's the thing. Our kids stay up later than both of us at this point. So one of us is whipping the kids to bed and the other one's like, I'm out. I mean, my husband sometimes stays up late for work and I sometimes bail out at like nine o'clock and I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm going to bed. But I can count on two hands the times that we have not fallen asleep within five minutes of each other. Like we always go to sleep at the same time. I think it's just an interesting thing. I would not be able, I can't sleep if I know he's like wandering around the house and I'm waiting for him to come in and it's like, it keeps me awake. And so we just always go to sleep at the same time. It's funny. Like in my case, it's like, well, I'm kind of tired too. But now that he's established, I'm going to bed. Then I have to, I have to stay up, make sure the kids get to bed, make sure the dog goes out, and and not go up too soon, and wait until he's totally asleep before I begin my um, sneaking in the room so as not to yeah. wake him up. Yeah, I think I probably set the agenda for that because I have sleep problems and the idea that I would go to sleep. I mean, if my husband's traveling or something, I'll go to sleep at nine and he'll come in at midnight after getting off the plane and come in. But even then I wake up. I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? You know, I just could never sleep knowing like, oh, he's wandering around and going to come in in a few minutes. <laughs> One because one thing my spouse is, does better than me is walking extremely loudly. Oh, yeah. I literally, when we got married, after being married for maybe a month, I was like, I'm concerned. I think there's something wrong with your feet. <laughs> like, I think you might have some sort of medical <laughs> issue. And my husband is Texas, Texan enough that he often wears cowboy boots. And I was like, your, your feet make an insane amount of noise when you walk around. It's not normal. I think you have some sort of lead foot condition where all of the bones in your body have settled at the bottom of your feet because it is inhuman. Like I was not joking at all. I thought there was something wrong with him because I was like, there's no way a human being walks that heavily. Sometimes my kids and I will make eye contact and burst out laughing at just the sound of their father walking overhead. How, what What is going on <laughs> I used biologically to be a, and physically with men and their feet? Like I was a love walker like he's too. got 10 pound weights at the bottom of each foot. I think it's a type A thing, the loud walking. And I, I used to be a loud walker. And I'll tell you, I had a yoga class once where the, the instructor was talking about how we you know we pound we pound the earth with our feet and think of the earth coming up to meet your foot instead you don't have to push into the ground you can let the ground be there to support you and i tried it out that day and i never walked loud again oh give me that yoga teacher yeah exactly private been over there session because it is kind of it is kind of weird all right, we're, we're, we're straying. We're straying, oh, no, Margaret. We're sliding. No, that's something he does better. He, he does walks definitely. much louder than me. <laughs> he walks louder than any human being on earth. That's, my, something, that's a skill. My spouse stays in touch with his uh, faraway best friend way better than I do with the people who aren't, you know, in my see them at drop-off circle. Huh, you, you and, you, your spouse and my spouse are like opposite machine people. He And I think what it is, is I fall into the trap of, well, I don't have time for a half hour phone conversation. So I guess I'll let another year go by without contact. Um, and he, he, with texts and like you were saying about this Marco Polo app, I mean, maybe that's silly, but it, it just, uh, he, he just reaches out to his best friend just about every day about something, or they'll talk for 45 seconds and then one of them has to go, but they they've they've maintained this relationship even though this friend lives in London now for a decade um it's pretty much as close as when he lived down the street and it's because sort of in many little ways they're in touch they don't they don't i think maybe as two men ever feel the need to have this deep 
connected catch-up. So therefore, they're totally connected. Do you see what I'm saying? And, and I mean, I see I'm what trying you're saying, to learn it's from complete, him. Completely foreign to me. I am the definitely connector in our relationship. My husband would like be like a, I would say Unabomber level hermit if I allowed it. <laughs> like he would just be like, I'm in the basement. I haven't talked to anyone in four years. I'm getting my work done and I'm happy. I don't think my, my spouse necessarily, I don't think either one of us does a great job of like, hey, let's like have a dinner party and invite these people over oh, and that's a me. connector. I do that every day. He's not a connector, but he, he does sort of in, uh, find ways to maintain friendships with those who are far away. My and I've learned from it. He's terrible at that. I mean, he has great friendships and he has great friends, but he's not good at keeping up his relationships. They're, are they also hermits? So they're not, they're not uh, um, miffed by that? I just think we're all busy, you know, like everybody's got young kids and I mean, they call each other on, but they text each other on birthdays and stuff. But I met his roommates at our wedding and I remember being like, oh, these are going to be like our closest friends. They're such great guys. There's like these four or five guys who are just amazing. And, uh. I'm always like, we should get together with them. And we haven't in years. But I just think they're busy and they're dudes. They're like, uh, we texted eight years ago. We're good. They're not at war. There's nothing wrong. But they're just not like, oh, let's plan a spa weekend together, which is yeah. what I do with my girlfriends. They're just, it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm, I'm bad at that. And so, I mean, my, my solution to that is to make friends with connectors. I feel like my husband and I are a great match in that way because I'm way into that. Like every day I'm like, who can we get together with? You know who would get along? These people, let's have a dinner party. Like I'm a super connector and my husband is a great um, guest and he's so game. That's the my favorite thing about my husband is if I'm like, hey, let's rent an RV for a month and drive around and see everyone we've ever met. He'll be like, that sounds awesome. Like he's never said, I don't want to. I don't. He's not a hermit in that way. He's always game for everything, but he's not the creator of ideas. That's good. It's good you have a game uh, partner. It seems to me that that's, oh, like, game. that's a good. I'm telling you, whenever I talk to it's younger a good women, personality I'm like, trait. Game. That uh-huh. is the person you want to travel with. You just don't want to be with someone who's like dousing the candle. You want to be with someone who's like, yeah, yes, and, you know, as we say in improv. I was just at my uh, good friend's 40th birthday and her husband got up and talked about sort of how he knew she was the one and all that. And it was because he took her fishing and she's, she's extremely, she's extremely beautiful. She was a model and stuff. So she, she doesn't seem like the kind of person who would like fishing, but so he was sort of testing her. So we took her fishing and she was like, sure, I'll do that. And then they had, you know, they had brought a cooler on the, on the boat and he had, you know, tried to make everything nice. And he offered her a beer. She would have one. Sure. He went to get a, a glass to pour it in. And she's like, I'll just drink it out of the can. And he's like, and then I knew that this, <laughs> <laughs> because she was game. That's that, that's sort of what it is. Yeah. You want somebody who is just like, sure, I'll, this is, I'm up for adventure. The biggest thing that my spouse does better than me. And it is the thing that I am most learning from him all the time is, first of all, my husband is just the nicest person. Like he never, he's never, almost never in conflict with other people. Like I've never, we one time, I'd known him years. And one time we were going somewhere and he was like, oh, we're meeting a bunch of people and someone's name came up and he's like, oh yeah, that person's a real pain. And I was like, I cannot wait to meet this person because he has literally never said a bad word about a human being as long as I've known him. And like, I cannot wait to meet the person that he thinks is difficult. Like he is very nonjudgmental, 
never gossips, never interested in like what other people are doing wrong or badly. And the other thing is he's very, he doesn't, he's not a worrier. I always say like, if I could have a vacation, the greatest vacation I ever could have would be to switch heads with my husband for a week because, and he always looks at me and he's like, wow, you really like to worry out every possible outcome. Like we're, we're 16 imaginary things away from the thing that you're actually worried about. That's crazy. You know, and he gives me that perspective over and over again of like, whatever happens, we'll deal with it. Like, it's such a great way to see the world. The way he sees the world is really winning to me. Everyone's a potential friend. He's not, he's just not judgmental at all. He likes everyone he meets and he doesn't worry a lot. That sounds like um, we should all uh, study with him. Let's go to a mountaintop yes. and put him in a cave. And... Except for he wouldn't talk to you because he'd be like, I'm in my turtle <laughs> shell, but thank you. <laughs> it's not that he never worries and he stresses about work and he, he's hard on himself and lots of other things, but he's very, very even tempered. That's what I would say. He's just on an even keel. Oh boy. And yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good thing to have. Yeah. If you had to pick which one of you was wacky, uh, I oh, think it would not be 100% of, <laughs> of those surveyed would pick you. Yeah. But, but you definitely don't want two of the same. You got to have a little balance, but I am always amazed by my husband's ability to actually not sweat stuff. Yeah, not not talk about it and not get himself to that place and not uh, and do a meditation not, around never, it, just be uh, there. Ascribes ulterior motives to people like, oh well, I'm sure they, I'm sure they're nice. Like he never assumes. He always assumes the best about people, and you know, and all things have a flip side. Sometimes I'm like, uh, I think that person might be a little squirrely, actually. But you know. It's a very, very nice quality. Uh, and the no gossip thing. I mean, I, I really do admire people who don't gossip. I am not one of those people, but I really do admire. I, I admire their willpower. My, my parents were those people. Like, if you ever came home from school and were like, oh, I've got news, they would be really turned off by that. Like, hmm, that's not interesting. That's someone else's struggle. And my husband's the same way. Like, we just, I, I don't tend, I, I have an aversion to gossip, but I, if I ever tried to bring something up in a mean-spirited way to him, he would be really grossed out by that. Yeah. I guess I don't even mean mean spirited. I just mean doing it, doing it at all. Like, Oh, this is, you know, it's so the people who are really uninterested in it. Sometimes you gossip about somebody and, and I, I, I mean like maybe, maybe you don't even have ill intent or maybe you're not even taking any glee and it's just like, did you hear this crazy story that like, uh, you know, her husband did this. And, and I, I mean, even that. And I think the right. people who are really like your husband, they don't even partake in that. They don't, they're not even, they're truly not interested in it. They don't. That's right. That's just what I was saying before about that. He doesn't have to get himself to a place where he doesn't worry. He just doesn't worry. He right. also just doesn't, he doesn't find those things. He just doesn't partake. He doesn't have to, to convince himself that he oughtn't. He just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't have to convince himself that he oughtn't. That he oughtn't. No, he does not. That's something I do better than my than my spouse uh, use really sort of archaic um, language sentence constructions. Yeah, that's good. I like <laughs> that. Someone's got to be good at that. <laughs> know your strengths. Know your value, Amy. This was this was a good talk about uh, our, our spouses, which because of course we give them a hard time sometimes, but they they are they're they're uh, two good guys. They're great parents. They're total supporters of. The podcast, they and they, are, and they let us, and they let us, uh, you know, show uh, show our family lives, warts and all. So that's that's <laughs> nice of them. Well, we don't really give them a choice. <laughs> I'm glad they don't have a podcast. 
No, gosh, Yet. that would be really bad if they had podcasts. <laughs> they should do a rebuttal podcast. <laughs> yeah, but they, there's lots and lots of stuff they do really, really well. So cheers to you, David and David. And we want to hear how's it go, how, about your spouses. Yeah, what, what are some things that your spouse does better? And you can tell us on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast. You can also tell us on Instagram, which is whatfreshhellcast, and on Twitter at WFH podcast. We have a show page on whatfreshhellpodcast.com. I, I don't know. I, I usually put up research on it. We didn't really research. Maybe we'll just put up pictures of our cute husbands. And yeah, maybe. Yeah, cute. yeah. That's a good idea. Um, so I don't know what I'll put on our show page. We'll put some cute pictures of, of, of the dads. It'll be worth the trip. All right, guys. And with that, we will talk to you on our next episode. Thanks for listening. So long. Mm-hmm.